Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year And to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey, listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Osiris. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Helping Friendly Podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm here with one of my most favorite people to talk about fish with, the man with the calls, the man who I got to meet for the first time on Friday, finally, Mr. Jonathan Hart. About time is right. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, rested, unlike yesterday. Same. (laughs) Ready to to, uh, deliver high energy commentary about an interesting show. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this show too. I also got a lot of sleep. I went to bed at eight o'clock last night and set my phone on do not disturb and just was completely out until 6 a.m. So I feel like a new person. I'm going to try to take care of myself until Atlantic City. That's my goal at least. We'll see how it goes. And you're not going to take care of yourself at Atlantic, Atlantic City? Come on. No. <laughs> it's a whole way through. No. Okay. That's fair. Maybe I'll take care of myself one day 
and we'll talk about that in a little bit. It has to do with our guests. We'll see. Um, we have some great guests today. Our guests today are Alex Hochran, and we also have Brian Parker, and they're going to be on to talk us through July 30th, 2022, the first night back at Meriwether Post Pavilion. It's also my mom's birthday yesterday. Oh. Happy so happy birthday, birthday, mom. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember to call. So Sorry. morning. Yeah. So before we bring our guests on, we have a little bit of business to take care of. Jonathan, so you want to tell us about Passion House? We have a lot of Do business, I? but we're busy. We're busy people. Yeah. Um, can I talk about Passion House? I'm drinking it right now. Oh, look at that. Over ice? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's not that hot today, but you know, it just seems right. Here at Osiris, we are powered by a few things. Music, of course, but also coffee. And we're always drinking Passion House. And now we have our very own blend, Ocean of Osiris. Uh, please visit passionhousecoffee.com to get some of this or any of their other coffee today. Use the code OSIRIS for free shipping on every order. That's a great deal. Coffee, you know, you buy it by the pound and stuff. It's, it's not mm -hmm. cheap. So, you know, use that code. It's a good deal. Uh, and get some of their terrific coffee another way some of you could get some of that terrific coffee we have a contest that is running all summer long uh for each fish show we're giving away bags of ocean of osiris coffee every time fish plays an ocean song every time you hear an ocean song whatever you know we're talking about maybe waves or oceans or i don't know uh, anytime you hear an ocean song just tag Osiris Pod, that's at Osiris Pod, and at Passion House Coffee on Twitter, and use the hashtag Ocean of Osiris and say, "There's a that's one of those songs," and, <laughs> uh, and we will look at all of these tweets and we will select a winner, and we have winners. We have winners to share with you today. Who are our winners? Ah, today's Ocean they are. <laughs> of Osiris winners are at Barack Obama. Took me a couple readings to, to figure that one out. And then it's Very good. So, of course, rolls right off the tongue. And at Bobby Effing Weaver at I am seven below. Congratulations. Uh, you will uh, will be somebody will be reaching out to get the details and uh, get you some spectacular coffee from Passion House Coffee. Yeah, what nice else we job, got, Megan. Well, we also are going to be showing up big time in Atlantic City. Because, you know, Fish is going to be on the beach August 5th, 6th, and 7th. And if you don't have your tickets, you should really get them today at OsirisPod.com slash AC. And we have so many amazing events this weekend. We have two free, free events. So there's no excuse. Are they free? you got to come and join us. Jonathan, they're free. And they're going to be so much fun. I'm going to be there. RJ is going to be there. Lots of Osiris people will be there. On Saturday, August 6th, we'll be at the Anchor Rock Club from 2 to 4. We're going to recap the first night of Fish. And then we're going to hear the Disco Biscuits guitarist, John Barber. He's going to play an acoustic set for us. So cool. Got to come for the discussion, stay for the music, get a couple beers, and stay out of the sun. It's going to be hot. Probably it might even be rainy. So if it's going to be rainy, this is a really great place to be. On Sunday, August 7th, we're also working with the auction platform Whatnot. It's the internet's fastest growing collectible marketplace. And we're going to hold an auction benefiting Waterwheel Foundation. And this is also from two to four at the same place, also free. We're going to be discussing fish with special guests. We're going to auction off fish memorabilia like vinyl, posters, T-shirts, and other hard-to-find things. So you've got to join us for both these events. And thanks to our sponsors at Tonewood Brewing, we're also going to have all their beers on tap at the Anchor Rock Club. And for more information and for tickets, or I guess just to RSVP to get tickets, go to OsirisPod.com slash OsirisLive. Yeah, let's reiterate that. The events are free, but you need RSVP to get a mm -hmm. ticket uh, because, unfortunately, we can't have everybody in there, although we want everybody to come. So RSVP, mm -hmm. save your spot, come out, and have a good time. It's going to be such a good time. I'm so excited right. for that. Yeah, I'm excited to see everybody. We are also doing an event in Milwaukee, which is an incredible event on Thursday, August 11th. So it's night before the first night of Alpine. And Brian and RJ are going to be interviewing Riley Walker at the Cooperage in Milwaukee. That's I hear awesome. this venue is super cool. Yeah, I, I know you and Brian are big fans, right, of Riley Walker? Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. terrific. I've seen him a few times. 
Really? Oh, that's awesome. This event's going to be super cool. So they're going to interview Riley and then he's going to play a set of music and it's going to be an awesome night and hope you can make it. You can also go to osirispod.com slash Milwaukee for tickets. And this is supported by 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. They are found on the dial at 88.9 FM and Radio Milwaukee. They help their listeners discover new music across genres through their two unique radio channels. They've got 88.9 and they also have HYFIN. 88.9 is an alternative station playing all kinds of music, and HYFIN is one of the first urban alternative stations in the country. They focus on playing all types of Black music. Throughout its 15 years on the air, Radio Milwaukee stations have been the first in the country to play artists like Lizzo, Alabama Shakes, James Minson McMarrow, Valerie June, just learned about her, and more. Uh, both stations add just recently, or just recent we released music every week and they have a gender balanced playlist and amplify Milwaukee based artists. So check them out online at radiomilwaukee.org or through the radio Milwaukee mobile app. Cool. And do you want to tell us about our event in Denver, Jonathan? Do I? No, but you're going to be <laughs> there. Aside, I'm going to be there. Yes. On Wednesday, August 31st, we are happy to be welcoming Taper's Choice to Denver for an evening of music and conversation at the Larimer Lounge. Brian and I will be interviewing the band. They'll play a special set of music for everybody in attendance. This is going to be an awesome event. Taper's Choice is very cool. Uh, the music is very cool. I've already talked to a couple of these guys on Broke Dan Pod. You could go check that out. This is before the band existed. You can hear, you know, really how heady these guys are, even before they had their own kick-ass band, jam band together. Um, and uh, it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be an awesome event. So please join us. For tickets to that, go to OsirisPod.com slash Denver. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to hear that show. It's going to be cool. Yeah. Cool way to start. The Dicks Run. They've added another night to the Dicks Run, and now we've added another night. So it's time for people to just stay in Denver for as long as possible. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm ready for you. You've got to gear up for that. That's five nights. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing. <laughs> yeah, I have faith today. in you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, what do you think? Should we bring in our guests now? Yeah, let's get to it. We gotta, let's we gotta show do it. it. All right, cool. Um, our guests today are Alex. Hi, Alex. Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Afternoon. And we also have Howdy. Brian here today. Hey, Brian. Hey, everybody. Hey, Megan. Good to see you so guys again. So great to see you guys. Yeah, thanks for being here. Brian, you're coming back. You were here after Great Woods Night too, right? That's right. Yep. We're still out here on the road seeing fish. So excited to talk about it again today with you guys. Well, it's super cool because you saw at the very beginning of the tour. So it's fun to have you back at this point a little bit later on and hear your thoughts. Cool. And Alex, have you, you've never been on HF Pod before? Is this your no, first time? My first time. I actually listen to you guys while I run all the time. I can't okay. listen to, awesome. I can't listen to fish while I run because I get too excited and I run too fast. <laughs> <laughs> but I can listen to people talk about fish and it keeps it at a nice steady pace. So uh, that's so great. I also right, listen well. to podcasts while I run. So I'm on yeah. the, I'm on that with you. That's super cool. So, um, Alex, were these your first shows of the tour? No. So I actually was up, uh, I flew up to Great Woods and saw the first two uh, two shows of the tour. Um, I got to give a shout out to my wife and to all of the fish spouses out there who might not be as into fish as we might be. Uh, but she and I sat down with the calendar when the tour came out and I was like, which weekends can I not leave town? And so we like X'd out, you know, all the weekends, first kids started school and summer camp drop off and all that stuff. And then about an hour later, I showed up and she was like, I didn't know you were going to book trips for all of the other weekends. That we had. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended There's up no way to win, right? Across the board. Exactly. Um, I yeah, think that seems pretty fair. Yeah, that's what I do. I was like, hey, honey, what do we have going on in, say, these four months? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, all of this, all of that. Oh, so this Wednesday in particular is okay? I, I guess. Done. It's booked. Yeah, exactly. No take-backs. Yeah. But she uh, awesome. is very patient and recognizes the energy that it gives me to be out here uh, doing what I love to do and seeing, seeing my people. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. Shout out to her. That's awesome. That's all you can ask for. I'm in the same boat. Brian, how about you? You've been on tour. Yeah. And, you know, of course, you guys met Heather um, on the podcast at the beginning of the tour. She's actually around somewhere. 
Um, so unlike Alex, um, I have the opposite problem where my wife comes and says, we're going to every show on tour. And I have to say, okay, except we also have to go do that thing and that thing. So blessed to have a super fishy spouse. Um, and we, uh, and in fact, we were sitting um, at in the Arcmobile, which we can talk about later in the parking lot of Jones beach. And they had just dropped the two new tray bacon uh, beacon dates and of course, Heather looked at me and said, "Which one of these are we going to?" <laughs> so, um, already, you know, booked that show. So, anyhow, that's, yeah, we're that's going to be amazing. Yeah, that's going to be incredible. I know I'm yeah. so mad. That's camp pickup for me. My kids have been will been at camp for a month at that point, and I have to go pick them up that weekend. And I was like, "Oh, that hurts." But can't they stay a couple okay. more days? I know. Just yeah. be flexible about it. Or should I just like pick them up and then leave the next day? That's always a good move. <laughs> And, you know, for us, we love the beacon. We love to see anything, mm -hmm. uh, anything in that venue. But reading the description, as soon as I got to debuting a brand new spherical sound system, it was like, look, <laughs> you know, yeah. we talked about last time I'm the super fish nerd and everything techie is up my alley. So I've got to go hear the spherical sound system. Yeah, it seems well, very cool. I'm very interested. How's in the tour been for you so far, Brian? Uh really disappointed walking out shaking your head every night or oh my gosh uh, i mean it's like i wish these guys would rehearse no it's been a fantastic <laughs> fantastic tour um love i'm really loving the um unpredictability that we all know that this band uh infuses into us as a fan base but just every night the uncertainty of people next to me saying well, what are they going to open with and i say we don't know and that's what's so great is we can't call it anymore. It's not going to be ACDC bag every night anymore. So um, just the uncertainty has really, you know, infused a whole new level of excitement on this tour. And every night has been an adventure. It's been fantastic. That's so great. Well, let's get into it. We should talk about the vibe of the show. And this sponsor by Section 119. So we're excited to hear about what you guys thought about the return to MPP. This is the first time they've been there in 4.0. They haven't played there since June 2019, I think. And this section is sponsored by Section 119, which is the premier apparel brand where many fans shop to represent their favorite band in everyday life. Do we have some Section 119 on the screen right now? We do. Okay, let's see. Right let's on. see. So Brian's got a Section 119 t-shirt on, and yes. you do too, Alex. This yeah, is amazing. The, the dry fit with the, the donuts. Uh, oh, my I just gosh, have to say, awesome. too, we, uh, uh, we did a, a little uh, collaboration with uh, Section 119 and Greg, uh, and they they do so much for the community. I mean, I, I don't work for them or sponsor them or anything, but just uh, they've been really active really just involved and so got to give them a shout out for just really trying to promote and give back wherever and however they can uh, that is so cool to hear they're an amazing company and brian you've got a t-shirt on too huh yeah i've got a dry fit that has the the mazy uh mazy donut on it um very cool and you know even though i have a lot of business attire when i when i put on my business clothes uh, when i'm working and I have a lot of section 119 gear they also make really good active wear um and Alex and I are big into act, being active on tour and so forth. So check them out for that too. Yeah. They just released a line of women's active wear too, which is really cool. So I've just ordered some of that and I'm excited to get that in the mail too. Everybody should check them out and use code summer 22 and you're going to get a 20% discount on your next purchase. Awesome. So let's get into the vibe of the show. What was it like pulling in to Meriwether after all the traffic? Yeah. So I, Meriwether's a really special spot for me. Uh, it's a hometown show. I, I grew up in Rockville uh, and I'm actually staying in my parents' house right now, which is why my kid brother's wallpaper <laughs> bedroom. Yes. That's great. Me. My parents happen to be out of town. And so I was like, oh, hey, there's a show. Do you mind if me and some friends come stay here? And, and That's I perfect. Like, I feel like I'm 17 all over again, having a, a party in my parents' house while they're out of town. Uh, but yeah, my so my first ever show was the the Meriwether '98 show, and uh, walking back, I went in 2019 as well. But coming back, it's just there's something different about a hometown show. Uh, you you run into so many old friends, so many summer camp friends. You know all the the cool two years older kind of guys that introduced me to fish and gave me my first tapes and all that. Ran into them two minutes, you know, stepping into the show, and uh, all my old friends from high school. Uh, and so that's that I was I'm, I know really excited for that. 
And last night too, I got into the venue and I felt this pull to the spot on the lawn where we saw our first show. Something, something crazy about like having a music memory that I could pinpoint probably like to five square feet where I stood during that first show, uh, 24 years later or whatever it is. Uh, I will say I went to that spot and looked and there's now a huge skybox blocking the view. <laughs> this has been in since Meriwether has kind of modernized a little bit. Um, yeah, and, changed uh, a little bit. Yeah, I do miss the, I miss the kind of the woods and the foresty, you know, dirt, the logs to sit on and hang out, much more park at the, the shopping mall vibe now. And uh, parking, getting in and out was really easy, but that's because you're in a, a covered parking garage and I miss the the dusty old days of everyone twirling and, and hanging out uh, in the lot before the show. But uh, the other thing, that, uh, just vibe wise, like people wise, so I was in the pit last night, and Meriwether has a really small pit. Uh, I think probably the smallest that from a tour so far that looks like to me. And I was just, I was so impressed by how chill and friendly people were being in the pit. Like there was that's great. There was no, it, you know, no one trying to push forward, no one getting too fussy about their space. Uh, the show started and, and I started dancing and, you know, I'm one of those, like I'm a big guy. I, I dance kind of big doing my, my white man two-step dance and space just kind of cleared around me. People were like, oh, he's one of those. Uh, and, and really that like kept that vibe down there the entire show. Uh, really positive, really friendly, nice. almost no chompers. People were very quiet. Like if I could, and people are still getting settled, it was quiet. It was respectful. So uh, yeah, overall, I, I, great vibe, great experience. Well, we had the choppers back where we were, we were Alex, so we had them covered. Um, so, yeah, you know, having been on this whole tour, uh, we've been able to experience vibe across all kinds of different parking lot scenes and kind of that pre-show and entering the show. This was fantastic. Meriwether, um, you could tell people were happy they were back here. Uh, just beautiful, beautiful venue, the trees everywhere. The venue's kind of nestled in the woods if you haven't seen it. And then what's a little different than other shows is the fact that you're really just parking in all of these office buildings and, you know, banks and grocery stores. And so there isn't like a central kind of lot scene mm. like I have at some of the other venues. Yeah. But there was still um, there was still an energy around. There was a great shakedown right near the, uh, the entrance to the venue. So I think there was a lot of people just excited to see them back. Now, once in the show, um, getting ready for it to start, you could really uh, – you could really get a sense that there were a lot of local people who had brought friends. And I, we had a bunch of people around us who were on their first shows and they were with somebody wow. who had been, we were with people, they were with people who had been to many shows. So mm -hmm. it was kind of like, Oh, they're back at Meriwether. You got to go check these guys out, you know, see what, what it is I'm always talking about. So it was pretty cool for us to just be surrounded by some veterans and then some new, um, some new fans. And as I, as I mentioned, we did have a row of chompers behind us. Um, but you know, I, I let Heather, uh, do her thing and, uh, she, she handled, she handled, <laughs> handled that situation, uh, with, with class. <laughs> nice. Did it work? Was it effective? Oh yes. Oh yes. Heather is nice. very effective at, uh, at solving that problem. Well, I she's a teacher, right? So you can pull out true. that teacher voice. Yeah. Exactly yeah. what it is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got to do it, you've got to do it. I've definitely been there. I'm shy about that kind of stuff. I get so nervous people are going to get upset with me if I if I call them out on it. But I really I really need to. There was someone talking yeah. at Jones Beach during Fluffhead, and I was like, no. I don't I don't know what, what's going on now, but you can't do this. So, yeah, yeah. I need to be I, a little yeah. more authoritative. Friday night, I put in my earplugs and moved five feet to the left on the lawn. Perfect. No problem. <laughs> so, you know, just, you know, yeah. what are you going to do? Some, it's going to happen, especially when you're on the lawn. Yeah. But um, speaking of, like, uh, that Meriwether 98 show and knowing your spot, like, I could still go exactly to the spot that I was standing when they came out and played Sabotage that night. <sighs> I, I know it, I, I can see it in my brain exactly where I was. And I was with the guys uh, that I went to that show with, a couple of the guys the other night. And, uh, yeah, it was cool. So we were just talking about that. So well, I was, so cool. Uh, so I actually spent some time in Columbia, Maryland when I was a kid um, in the late 80s. And so I, I called my mom and I was like, have I been to Meriwether for other stuff? You know, obviously later in life, seeing shows at Meriwether. And she was like, oh, yeah, you went and saw this country. We took you to this thing and that thing. So I apparently have had a 1.0 Meriwether experience that I have 
very little. Because <laughs> I, I was just a young kid living here. But it turns out our next door neighbor, she gave me this little fact. Our next door neighbor was the head, I guess, groundskeeper for Meriwether Post Pavilion. Um, and he was constantly complaining about the dead and what they would do to <laughs> Meriwether. And it was this you know, beautiful, pristine venue. And when those guys would leave, what they have to deal with. So anyway, I got a few stories from my mom about early Meriwether days. Oh, that's well, that amazing. It's very narrow. I mean, we can only do so much. Right, right. Oh. Say, Brian, that, that reminded me one thing I did notice last night, too, is that families are back. I feel like all of last year and then obviously MSG in the spring tour, I really didn't see many kids. And mm-hmm. last night, Great Woods, I started to see more. But last night, there were families and, and young kids everywhere. And it was just so nice to see, thinking about that, like your first experience. Uh, I know we talked to some kids who had had their minds blown in the second set that I think we'll talk about a little bit more. Oh, it's fun. Wait till we tell you. But oh, yeah, that's great. Wait to hear about this. Kids. Bring your kids, bring your family. Uh, it, it's great to see. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the lawn shows are so good for that, I think. All right, should we get into this first set? Yeah. So <laughs> set one, I'll read it quickly. It's sand, if I could, buried alive, into set your soul free, into llama, halfway to the moon, strawberry letter 23, into the lizards. So let's hear some highlights. Alex, do you want to share your yeah, highlights I, first? Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, there were there were many of them. I thought that sand opener was definitely a highlight. Uh, started the show with a lot of energy, a lot of excitement. Um, you know, you can you can hear as soon as they come out, just kind of the level of like how excited are people, and people seem very excited as they dropped into sand and, and as they finished sand as well. Uh, I have to say my highlight, and it's kind of hard for me to say a little bit because I, I talk a lot of trash about this song sometimes. But set your soul free is one of those songs where it's like. Fish doesn't always give you what you want, but often they give you what you need. And so I started that song and I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to get through the first few minutes and it's going to get, it's going to get there. And then sure enough, it, it got, got to a point where, and, and I will say about that jam too, I thought Trey was very patient and Paige really took the lead and I could hear and see Trey kind of sitting back and looking for an entry point. And that probably went on for a good, I mean, Time, time is irrelevant at a fish show, but it went on for a good while. And then Trey kind of found his found his spot in there and then slowly took over and started to build. It got to that point where my show buddy and I, uh, Katie, who was next to me, you know that moment where it's like you're feeling it and you look over at your friend and at the exact same moment she was feeling it and she looked mm-hmm. over. And just to have that moment and that connection, like that that was powerful to me. And, and so that was that for me was the highlight of the set. Uh, that that jam, and then also just that moment that we shared right there, and, and so many other people in the, the pit shared too. Everyone starts cheering in the middle of the jam at the same Sweet. time. I love uh, that. We got to add it to the list of the songs that the fan base doesn't love that Trey's going to just make us love, whether <laughs> whether we want it or not. With big jams at the end of it, so good. And Sand is another new opener. They have not repeated an it's opener this, this whole year. year, right? I mean, it's pretty incredible if you think about it. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, so I'll jump in here. So as somebody, as we've discussed, who's been out seeing all these shows from the start of the summer tour, interesting first set, because if you take sand and set your soul free out of the equation, the entire rest of the set were new songs for the summer tour. Um, 18 show gap, 14 show gap, 19 show, 19 show, 13 show, 14 show gaps on all these songs. So they were all first for us um, who've been out here on the road and they were fantastic. Now sand and set your soul free, which are both um, more recent uh, on this tour are there for a reason because they're in Trey's new launch rotation. So, and I think we need to support and love the fact that when Trey finds um, his new kind of launch vehicles, you're going to see him a lot. And that's fantastic because that means they're finding new ways to build on it. Now, for me, I'll, I'll build on exactly what Alex just said. Set your soul free. Paige just was going and the rest of the guys joined in. And then what was interesting was they launched into a full steam, full energy, 1990s llama at full pace. And if you go back and watch the replay, you'll see that Paige actually took two 
two runs through in terms of soloing at the beginning. Normally, Lama, Paige does one kind of measure of soloing, and then Trey comes back in and they go. And watch Trey. Trey turns and looks at Paige because normally Trey's about to go back in. Paige was looking the other direction, and he took it around again. So we got a double page, two full measures of of rock and roll llama from Paige, and then the rest of the guys just launched in full full speed. Um, and by the time we were done with it, we all needed to take a moment. So they took us in halfway to the moon, <laughs> which being in the shell, I didn't realize it until we went out at separate, but there was this beautiful little crescent moon, like a sliver, like what an artist would paint. And it was, oh, I love that. It was hovering in the clouds. I didn't see it till set break, but not sure the band even knew it, but they, they gave us a moment after, um, after Llama with Halfway to the Moon. And then we can talk all you want about Strawberry Letter and whether Shafty was in there because it was in there. <laughs> Thank you. Net. But I feel like it's interesting because they kind of have, you know, decided that if it's not after the quadraphonic toppling, you know, controversy, if they haven't played all the music or if all the band members aren't playing it, that they're not going to label it as played. No, but I'm curious as to what everybody thinks. You were standing what there live. Think, and they and Trey goes through all of the measures of that song. To me, they played the song, but that's just my opinion. Go ahead. Well, so there are two. Like Fish.net has its own metric. Fish.net has yes. a responsibility to itself, really, to be consistent in how they. Approach yeah. It. So, if they didn't play the music, they just quoted the song. Okay, fine. You'll notice that it's different on Live Fish, but Live Fish has a very different uh, motivation for their tracking. Because if you do all the words to a song, somebody's got to get paid. Now, it happens that it just it's Fish. It's a, one of their songs. But if they go through all of the words to... Uh, you know, a Rolling Stones song, but they don't, they do it over a fish jam. They still got to track that Rolling Stones song because they owe money to the person who wrote it. And so that's right. why it appears in Live Fish. You can say and believe that they played Shafty. You can add it to your personal take on your stats and you should have every right to, and that's totally cool. Fish.net just is trying to keep their own standard consistent. Um, and which makes sense to me. They, okay. they work really hard, and so I respect that. I think I would walk out of that show saying I saw Shafty, but it was a weird one where they didn't really play the music. And to be honest, I wanted to hear the, them play the music if I hear Shafty, so I'm okay with missing this one because <laughs> <laughs> I like the music. This jam, on the other hand, uh, arguably my highlight. I think mm -hmm. the just the halfway to the moon. I'm I'm absolutely in love with that song, um, more so than I think a lot of people. Um, I heard the first note. I was like, yes, you know, page singing, good lyrics, nice guitar from Trey. And then what? A little jam? What? Okay. And then <laughs> they're singing Shafty. Okay, awesome. I don't know though. It's kind of a coin toss between that. And the strawberry letter transition into the lizards is, you know, the first couple times they played strawberry letter, I was like, this is really cool. They're playing it. They're not really like nailing the song, but they have totally cleared that hurdle. And I love the way they're doing it these days. The past couple mm -hmm. versions have been really good. And this one included and the fact that then they jammed a little bit uh, over into lizards. Golden. What a nice set. Yeah, really, like, there's some nice, nice stuff set. in this set. Yeah, I thought there was gorgeous playing during Sand. I thought there was a part in the end which just sounds beautiful. And then anytime they want to play If I Could, I am 100% oh, here for it. Yes. I mean, you know, it's been 17 shows. I am too. It's funny. I was looking at the gap. It's like they played it three times this year. And it seems to go between, like, bigger gaps and then every, like, five to ten shows and then bigger gaps. So anytime you get this song, like, this is just brings me back to, like, 1994, you know, instantly. I, I love it. 1994 yeah. is the last time I saw that song. See? Probably for me, too. I haven't checked, but it's probably around then, too. Yeah. Um, I also love the Halfway to the Moon Shafty, and I thought that it was just 
a really cool moment. I am someone who, if Trey's singing the lyrics to a song, I think they played it. I think Trey thinks he played Shafty. <laughs> Trey was playing Shafty, I guess, but everybody else wasn't. The other three band yeah. members might not have agreed, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But Trey definitely was playing Shafty, so I'd count it for myself, too. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, um, it's interesting. It's like it wasn't Olivia's pool, right, because it didn't have the swing. It right. wasn't slow Shafty. And so was it a new arrangement of Shafty? Uh, I think you get to decide, and each of us, we get to decide, you either heard the best Halfway to the Moon ever played, <laughs> or you got to hear Shafty, or you got to hear both. Like, it's your show. It's Shafty, though. It was just it's Shafty. Shafty. I like that Shafty. <laughs> it's so Shafty. Yeah, I also think that uh, the end of that funk jam of Strawberry Letter 23 was awesome. It was just, like, really funky, really cool. I just, I thought it was awesome. So, yeah, fun set. I had a quick wizard's uh, story, too. I, I, we woke up at before 4 o'clock to drive to the airport, and there was a tiny little lizard. I live in New Orleans, so there's lizards all over. this tiny little lizard on the windshield. And I made like a hat, like, oh, look, maybe they'll play Lizards tonight. And, and uh, my, my friend was like, yeah, whatever. And then there you go. So there you go. <laughs> you did it. That's my little lizard. You called it. That's the best feeling. <laughs> so we're going to hear about sun, uh, set break in a minute. But first, we're going to tell you a little bit about Sunset Lake CBD. Jonathan, I know you love Sunset Lake. Do you want to share oh. your feelings about Sunset like Lake with us? Sunset Lake CBD. That'd I be can amazing. Do that. Uh, Sunset Lake CBD's line of smokable hemp products are for the old deadhead or young fish fan searching for a mellow body high. Smoking CBD has all the benefits of high THC cannabis without the paranoid and anxious side effects. With nine different strains from this year's harvest, there is something for everyone. The Hawaiian Haze is awesome for an outdoor show. Uh, Cherry Abacus is best for the end of the night. And all of the flower is grown, cured, and trimmed by Sunset Lake CBD farmers. Even better, Sunset Lake CBD's farm-to-table approach gets you a gets you great pricing on premium CBD flour by shipping directly from their farm to your door. Uh, I don't know. I'm supposed to tell you about a personal experience with this stuff. I enjoy it. I like you know. I don't have time in my life to get all frankly stoned. I like to smoke, and I like the body feel of it, and this fits perfectly into that kind of that aspect of my life. I can break away, enjoy this for a little bit, come back and be present and not freaked out, and none of that, and it's, it's delightful, and it's just a great product. So you can check them out today at www.sunsetlakecbd.com. Use coupon code HFPOD for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD farmer owned vermont grown how about that yes i'm very into sunset lakes gummies they're sleep gummies they just came out and they're incredible so check them out very good thing to do when you're recovering from shows after tour highly recommend that so what's your separate routine brian do you want to tell us what you did at separate yeah i think um last time we were on the podcast we talked about um a bunch of us in the antelope running club um we try to meet up before shows and we do runs but set breaks a great opportunity to go catch up with some of those people too. So I know Alex and some of our group had texted pre-show, Hey, let's meet at the water wheel uh, tent page side during set break and catch up. So uh, a bunch of us just headed back there and took a few moments. So that's when we saw the moon and just got a fresh breath of fresh air from the pit and from the pavilion um, and just had, had a chance to catch up. And then I know Alex had a, um, we, we saw an interesting um, friend of ours on the on the lawn, which then will launch into this, an experience for set two. But I'll let Alex talk about that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my set break routine is is to try to try to hit the bathroom. I will say the Meriwether bathroom lines were the worst oh. that I can remember. Wow. At, oh, at least no. the going to like I, I didn't end up going to the bathroom. I held it for the whole second set. Uh, because the lines were that bad through all the set break. Uh, so Meriwether, there used to be porta potties, I think. It seemed to, to be a little easier uh, in addition to maybe real bathrooms. I don't quite remember, but uh, bathroom scene with, with thumbs down. But uh, <laughs> I like, I, I honestly like, I like walking around at set break and just and seeing people uh, bumping into people and just kind of checking out how people are feeling and looking. I feel like a really good first set. And, and last night I would say it was a very strong first set. There's a lot of smiles. People just kind of walk and go where they are with a little like half smile on their face uh, or full smile on their face. And I felt like that, that was where people were last night. 
Uh, I also yeah met up met up with Brian and Heather and some other friends, and uh, we ended up talking to a friend of a friend. It was a family who brought some kids to their uh, one of their first shows, and uh, they were from Vermont, and they had uh, I might get the story wrong because again it's friends of a friend, but they had uh, two daughters there. One of the daughters was probably like six or seven years old. Was talking about how she goes to summer camp, and she met Paige because Paige's daughter goes to their summer camp. And we're like, oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, we asked him the other day if he would play Meat Stick for us. And and Paige said to her that, well, I'm sorry, I don't make those kinds of decisions. That's Trey's decision. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of like laughed about it. We're like, oh, that's so cool uh, that you you met him. Who knows? Maybe they'll play Meat Stick. And then and then second set Meat Stick happens. So that was, that was a special set break moment there. Uh, and I'm sure there's her and her family who are just ecstatic last night and i'm sure today and and for a lot longer as well they must have lost it that would have been so fun to be near them on the lawn when that happened yeah heather and i wanted to somehow time portal ourselves to the lawn wherever they were in that moment because her eyes must have just bugged out of her head when um, that is so so great i i i was ready to credit for the meat stick because i mentioned yesterday in our raleigh recap the uh the uh, bachelorette party was seated <laughs> yeah. in front of us and they had t-shirts that referred to the bride's final meat stick and they were excited they wanted <laughs> to see the song and and they didn't play it and i said to my friends you know on the on the way home i was like well they'll play it for you guys my friends who were going to merriweather tomorrow night and uh, and so they did. So I thought it was my fault, but I guess I guess the kids probably get credit for it. Maybe there was oh. also there was also on the path <laughs> to shake down the like one little dirt path. There was a nasty burnt hot dog that everyone who walked oh, by and here made a meat stick joke, and so it could have been from that nasty burnt hot dog in the lot as well. Who knows? We'll never know. Dog. We'll never yeah. know. We'll never now, know. Heather has um, just sig- signaled me that that family with the little girl has posted a video post show about it. So I'm going to give her full credit that she asked Paige to play it. And even though Paige gave her a sweet little answer, I'm sure Paige went to Trey and said, Trey, we need a meat sure stick. Please. <laughs> that is so great. great. You have to send that to us if you could. Um, yeah. But I want to uh, I, I ask you guys to tell us, you mentioned at the running club, how does one get connected to the Antelope Running Club if one is, say, a fish fan and a runner? Well, Jonathan, I'm so happy you, you asked that. And my name and the, the tag for our Instagram account is right there. That's a great way to get connected. Um, at Antelope yeah, Running uh, Club. Cool. At Antelope Running Club. I, I think we have a Twitter account, but we don't really use it that much. Uh, I'm not really a Twitter guy. But Instagram and, and Facebook is really where all the magic is because that's where uh, folks can – interact every day there's questions about uh running the the best shows to run to the best gear to wear um all kinds of meetups and things but uh, the uh i got involved with it it actually was started in 2015 Uh, a woman named heather started the facebook group and i got involved in it i was at dick's in 2018 and one of those trips were like staying with a bunch of guys you know you're, you're raging at dick's up till two in the morning and I'm, I'm an educator and, and I wake up early to run. And so I just kind of would wake up at six or seven and like, OK, I'm up and my friends are going to be asleep for another five hours. So what am I going to do? Myself? <laughs> I can sit here looking at my phone and like on, on the fishnet forum or I can go explore Denver and get some exercise. And so I went out there and, and did some running and I was like, I'll bet I'll bet there's some other people that are also like in this boat. Right. We There's a lot of us. Who are older, we got kids. And so uh, and, and so that I happened to stumble on this Facebook group. And then uh, COVID happened, I think, was really the impetus to getting the group bigger because so many of us, number one, started running just as a way to like, I could only speak for myself, keeping our minds right, like dealing with the mental health, the challenges, being locked in a house with your kids. And for months on end, it's like, I got to get out there and get some me time. And so we started planning some virtual events of just like everyone run. We did the uh, the Corona Classic, we did the Colonel Forbin's Challenge, you know, go out and run a 5K or a 10K or a 10, like whatever you want to do and post a picture, post a story. And then it turned into T-shirts and then it turned into, hey, fish is back. COVID is not gone, but at a place now where we can we can do some communal get togethers. Uh, and so now, uh, so far on the, the spring tour and uh, the summer tour, we've had a meetup, a run meetup in every single tour stop. Uh, and uh, it's wow. 
we had 30, I think Brian, 30 some odd people this morning. Uh, yeah. Yeah, wow. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's been just been really positive uh, thing. Yeah. That's great. great. I'm going to try to get out there in Atlantic City as, as long as uh, as long as I can manage it. I'm going to try my best. Do it. We have two, two runs. We have the Wook 5K. Are they shorter or longer? Okay, one of them is the, the Wook 5K and the second one is the Bug 5K, which is the next day. I might have and, the two days. Okay, they're both 5Ks. Mm -hmm. I think I could probably do that. We're very much like I mean, all, all paces welcome. Like we got okay, our great. fast llamas. We got our slow llamas. We got our sloths. Some people... <laughs> Some camel people, walkers. Yeah, walk The camel walkers. <laughs> I'm definitely probably between like a great. sloth and a slow llama. Okay. <laughs> Pretty okay. slow pace. But everyone's well. We'll like one mile and stop and let everyone catch up. And there's a lot of people. Some people like show up early and do five miles before the run and then run after the run. And lots of people are like, that's the first ever 5K they did. Uh, and so it's. Wow, that's so cool. Well. That's awesome. And thank you for all you're doing. I know that you did a lot with Waterwheel as well. And, and we appreciate all that you've done for the community. So thank you. Should we get into set two? We should get Let's into set it. two. Okay. So set two reads first tube into Fuego, into Sigma Oasis, into Prince Caspian, into Waves, into Meat Stick, to Simple, into the Okipa Ceremony, into Susie Greenberg. And we I'm really excited to hear what everybody thinks about label this. Label the encore here and we can, so we can talk about that. Yeah, and the encore is uh, Alumni Blues to Letter of Jimmy Page to Alumni Blues to Character Zero. We're really into these like multi-song encores these days. But before we get to that, what is, yeah, Alex, do you want to share your highlight first? Yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that second set. Uh, I think uh, I, my highlight is probably that Fuego and the jam at the end of Fuego. Uh, I think it's, uh, Fuego's another, another one of the songs that I saw a lot of Fuegos in probably like, uh, I don't know, that 20, what was it, 2014, every every city gets a Fuego and, and kind of got like, okay, I'm over it. Uh, and, and they haven't played it quite as much. And then, but they just, I felt like that jam last night, it was uh, one of the longer Fuegos that I can remember. And just the end of it was, I, I after the show was asked Katie, I was like, was that, did I miss a song? Was that like a composed section? Because that's how tight and locked in the band sounded for the end of Fuego. Uh, I, I listened to it again this morning. And again, it's, it, it definitely holds up. It's that tight. Uh, if someone were to tell me, oh yeah, that's another song that they just played without lyrics, I would believe them. Uh, although I don't think it was because by now someone would have spotted it and, and, and we would know about it. Yeah, exactly. But, you would uh, have heard about it. Yeah, yeah Fuego is definitely, definitely a highlight. Meat Stick, though, I mean, for, for our girl up there, uh, Meat Stick was, was such so exciting, such a highlight. And then Waves, to be honest, took me personally to a really cool space because it was Meriwether. It was that hometown show, and I, it was just so introspective for me. It kind of like it hit me at the right time, the right space, and all of a sudden I was just like, who was I when I was 17 in this spot, and who am I now, and what was important to me then, and what's important to me now? And I, I like lost the music for a while because I was just like enjoying in it. And then you like snap out of it and you're like, oh, yeah, Fish is playing and this is amazing. And everyone around me. Uh, and so I thought I thought that was great. Uh, and it was my first ever Okipa ceremony somehow. Uh, I'd never. Oh, I'd yay. Never pretty, so right check that one off the list. Nice. That's awesome. I thought you were going to say you liked that waves because you were tweeting to try to get some free coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. There were two, right? Caspian Way is a double, the double coffee uh, opportunity. Um, yeah, it's, it's, amazing, it's amazing, amazing how many fish songs have reference to either ocean waves, sand, anything. There's a, lot, there's a lot of loose uh, interpretation. Anyway, a lot of coffee um, flying around. Yeah, yeah. So I, Brian, you, know, you want to share your highlights? Yeah, I, you know, I call first tube a lot, um, first set or second set, just because for me, first of all, Trey loves tube and. Anyway. He loves first mm -hmm. two, but it like, it feels like it's his way of like, all right, I'm ready for second set. Let's get started. And like um, his ability to rage through first tube and get the crowd going. He did a little mini, um, little mini Jedi tray and then moved into that Fuego that you guys talked about. But I think what's really interesting is to talk about Sigma Oasis because this song keeps reappearing. And again, it's back to what I said about the first set 
the Trey and the band are using that song to build a whole new series of sounds and interactions that ultimately eventually can become new songs or new adventures. So he was, you know, in a mind space coming out of that Fuego jam, as um, Alex was mentioning, and there come, here comes Sigma Oasis again. So it's right there. It's kind of like at the tip of his, you know, uh, of his pick as he's playing. And he, he just felt another move into Sigma and he took it to a great place. And, you know, Caspian, you just, you know, anytime you can get a Prince Caspian kind of mid set, it's, I think, a perfect placement. Um, it, for me, it just really allows me to kind of move uh, into the next chapter of the set. And I thought that was a great way. Um, but the highlight, it's got to be that neat stick for the reasons we've already talked about. Just the crowd was on fire during that. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a lot of these first timers or folks who hadn't been to many shows and their people, their friends next to them were like, oh my gosh, wait till you see what happens during this song. But just there was high, <laughs> high energy and it, it erupted at the end of Meat Stick when Simple started. Again, if you go watch the playback, the crowd noise went to like an 11. I mean, it was off the decibel charts when they started playing that simple, uh, the first notes of simple. So clearly a fan favorite um, coming out of the meat stick and into, into simple. So great. I actually thought that meat stick was going to jam. I liked where they got at the end of it. It's kind of like spacey and funky. And I was like, yeah. yeah, keep doing this. And then it was cool, though, to hear simple kind of creep out of that. That was a cool moment. Yeah. It's interesting too, Caspian like seems like it's been playing more often too and i was looking back at the gaps and it's been played every like four or five three shows recently which is interesting because it went through sometimes some longer gaps so i just feel like they're in a really good space with caspian right now they've been playing it really well jonathan what were your highlights i i gotta go with the fuego um you know we were the thought earlier about you know how many they've done that are longer than this they've done three that are longer than this one this is the fourth longest if you trust the uh, live fish time uh, versus the jam charts um, and yeah this is great I remember seeing it and somebody commented about the one at the man in 2014 uh, I was there mm -hmm. for that that was great uh, and want more like that like that's the that's what this song can do is and i think uh kevin power here in the chat noted he got my got his fuego he rode down with us to raleigh he was talking about it in the car we got it i'm really happy for you man um yay it was uh, this is great the jam is so good i was listening to it again this morning and they get to this part pretty early it's really where the it takes off into the jam proper where mike and fish are thundering just thundering and then trey comes into in with a soaring melody and it does sound like like what is this they're playing it's just an absolutely immaculate jam that sounds like a like a song um and the whole thing is a real journey and does it lands beautifully in Sigma oasis and yeah sigma oasis keeps coming up uh it was the karini jam on friday night that had a huge chunk that sounded like uh, Sigma Oasis, but they never. I, I feel like the band didn't want to land in the song, even though Trey did, and so they finally yeah. had it tonight. Um, we know that we know that's not how set lists happen, but um, <laughs> that is you know kind of how it felt like it went down. Uh, so he put it in the set list for tonight, and it's perfectly placed. Um, and really, like just in that segment was outstanding I, I i really like this segue into simple i think that's uh worth a call out megan you were right to bring that up uh yeah cool encore as well a uh, friend of mine my friend andy shout out andy uh has never seen a love alumni blues and he got it last night so he was very excited oh nice yeah one of the bigger gaps um of the tour coming coming back with alumni jimmy alumni and boy it was it was fun for sure yeah, it's a 43 show gap. Wow, that's a lot. It's a high energy encore too. I'm loving how they're ready to come out and just like blast these encores with tons of energy and, and play a bunch of songs. Makes me so happy. Yeah, I think yeah, other, I, other than the hood, the single song encore the other night, they've 
they've really been putting two, three, four songs together to create almost a little mini, mini third set. Um, it's been great. Yeah, I awesome. think uh, Kevin Power was on about the third set at Raleigh for half of our ride home uh, the other night. So <laughs> I think we finally got him sorted out. <laughs> it's great. Oh, there's one other one other second set highlight. Uh, I guess as a highlight, uh, the the big the big balloon. I don't know if if folks listened to it didn't see it. Oh it yeah, yeah. huge balloon that got uh, kicked up on the stage. I'm trying to remember. Was that during Fuego, Brian? I'm trying to remember when that was. It was early, so I think it. I think it. It definitely was not first tube, so it might have been Fuego. I mean, it was. It was the size of the big ball jam balls. Yeah. I mean, this thing was wow. gigantic. It got, oh it gosh! Don't bring that back. It got yeah. up on stage. Mike kicked it off. It got up there again. Mike, kicked, it got oh, wow. stuck in Fish's drum kit. Mike yeah. And oh, then no. Trey kicked it off, uh, and then the jam got really tight, and so. Again, like you decide, you decide how you feel about Shafty. Like I'm, I'm never going to see a big ball jam. I, I hope, but that was my big ball jam. I'll take that in my stats in my career from that. Yeah, that take it, I take it. I want to see a big ball jam. Oh, I don't. Well, it's I'm, so I'm like jealous chaotic. Now. If I was there, I would be putting <laughs> in my stats like big ball there jam last. Bring some big balloons. No, don't please don't. <laughs> yeah, that sounds frustrating. They're like, we're trying to jam. Isn't that what you guys want from us? God, get these balloons out of here. Yeah, that was Mike's. That was Mike's look. But you know, it was his typical cactus face anyway. But he didn't look pleased at, the, at this ball that was coming at him. Oh, funny. I, I would say best. that on this tour, I felt like Mike has looked. Um, uh, less of his tense face, you know. Mike has a very focused playing face, and uh, mm -hmm. a, a lot of the time, I've heard people interpret it as like Mike looks pissed or disinterested. No, I think Mike is just focused. But I've seen yeah. him, you know, look like happy and doing a lot more visual communication across the stage uh, this tour. And you know, maybe some of that's maybe that I'm just projecting. I don't know. But he seems really engaged. I'm really liking the way the mix is sounding these days too. Like I'm hearing him so well in the tapes and on Friday night at, from a great distance. He was cutting right through. And mm -hmm. uh, Paige was as well. I was texting you guys, uh, Megan, about the organ sound. That is the way it is just blasting through the sound. Yeah, I think totally. I think Gary has turned that one up a little bit in the mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah house mix because you can hear that or it can feel the organ almost yes yeah. from the pavilion on friday i definitely could i remember i turned to rj and i was like this organ is giving me life it was just like really felt like strong <laughs> yeah i know i say like stupid things like that shine a light or something and it's yeah just that's what it was that's what it was during and it was just like oh but there was a lot of moments that i felt him coming through with that but i also agree about mike jonathan i think he seems looser he sounds incredible i'm loving where he is in the mix right now just always give me more mike Always. It did seem like he because was we haven't mentioned the, him. Yeah. Like he was setting the, Still setting the pace, setting the tone last night, uh, setting the tempo, and and Fishman was keeping up with him several times in the second set. It felt like Mike kind of took over and and led the tempo. Wow, that's exciting. Alex, Alex has a, a pretty good early access number for tonight, so you can get down there and, and tell us what you see um, from up close, Alex. That's exciting. Watch the large balls. Yeah, watch for giant blue. blue uh, yeah, if you see anybody, exactly. If you see anybody blowing one up, divert them somehow. I'll get Mike's mood, the mood meter. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. <laughs> so our last segment is the lasting highlight of the show. So this is kind of the moment that you think people will be talking about in five years, the thing that people will go back and listen to about this show. And this is brought to us by Free. And Fans for Racial Equity seeks to build an anti-racist live music scene and promote liberation through racial equity in the world at large by activating the collective power of our community. By facilitating thoughtful engagement around race and its intersection with other issues, Free empowers fans to challenge discrimination and systematic oppression wherever they see it. To get involved in Free's education, outreach, and community partnership programs, sign up to volunteer at fansforracialequity.org or share in the groove at the free table during a show. They're gonna be at every venue for the rest of Fish's summer tour. So check them out. Great people at the free table. All right, so it's time for our lasting highlight. Alex, do you wanna go first? Sure, yeah, I think, I mean, for one is is for 
for our, our young friend and her family, like that's not a five years from now, that's a rest of your life highlight. And I think yes. the way, the way this band makes memories that last our entire lives. Uh, I'm also excited for her to go back to summer camp tomorrow or next week or whenever it is and tell all her friends, like I got the beat stick. I think that's going to be really exciting. <laughs> that's going to be great. Uh, lifelong but, fan, lifelong <laughs> fan now. And all the other six and seven year olds will be like, what are you talking about? What? But uh, you'll be like, she'll be like, and they also played Shafty, just so you know. And, they played Shafty. and, and she can teach them the meat stick dance now that we all relearned it since looking at last night. A lot of us, a lot of us forgot the dance, so I'm glad we got up. <laughs> I think from, from the non summer camp seven year old sect, I think that Fuego is probably, uh, probably what I'll re listen to and what I think will still, will still hold up when it comes to like the top, top Fuegos of, uh, of all time. Hopefully there's, there's many more top ones the next five years, but uh, I'd come back to the Fuego and, and that jam, and especially the end of that, uh, just that the locked in, uh, that locked in, in component. And then I think too, like when we think about this tour and this year, that first set, I mean, we, we talked about the first set for a long time. There was a lot more we could say about the first set. I hope five years from now, we're not still arguing about whether or not they played Shafty because it's not that serious. <laughs> we'll talk much more about that, but. We might be, hopefully not. Brian, how about you? First of all, I love Free and what they're doing. Fantastic organization, so definitely um, check them out. Uh, we need that uh, in our in our scene. Um, did they play Shafty or didn't they? Sorry, I got to go with it. That's going to be uh, what's talked about. Hey, remember Meriwether twenty twenty two was at a Shafty? Um, but I, you know, I also think Could that the, right. Fuego, the Fuego yeah. and the Stigma um, musically is the thing that people will will be remembering what was that sound that the fuego sound that they got so jonathan how about you i actually think it's the halfway to the moon and not just because of the controversy if you will if you want to call it that i don't i don't i don't i don't care if it's a controversy i just think that it's <laughs> it's a cool and unique performance of that song whether it lands in shafty or whether it includes shafty quotes is not important i think it's still a thing that is a great piece of music to listen to. And I think that we, I will, I'll be going back to it again. And I think other people will. Yeah. There's something about that song halfway to the moon. It's, it has, it's a really catchy, like whenever I hear it, I'm that's the song that like keeps playing in my head for the next few days. It's really beautiful. I really like it. That's definitely, I, I think the controversy is just what, fish fans love they love to like yeah. debate nonsensical issues so i also think that's what people will be talking about whether shafty was played or not and but i also think the fuego was magic too so two really good highlights that people will be talking about for a while and i think definitely just the way this tour is is that there's always been magical moments at so many of these shows it's pretty incredible i mean there's not been a show that i think has been kind of widely panned so it's exciting exciting time to be seeing fish yeah, Brian, are you continuing on? Oh, go ahead, sorry. Worth, yeah, no, I was just going to say this first set alone is worth making this show a keeper, and the second set's got great stuff too. So, I mean, even if you don't like a couple songs here and there on this, then, I mean, it's still a great show. Yeah, I think it doesn't have like the flow of some of the other shows, like particularly Raleigh, but or like Great Woods Night Two or Bethel Night Two. But I think it's definitely got some really great moments. I'm excited for you guys to get out there again. Brian, are you on the rest of the tour or when do you drop so, off? Uh, so sadly, tonight is our last show. We've been out here two and a half weeks for the full full summer so far. Um, Heather's a school teacher, as you know, so we've got to get back to that. But we'll, we will see everybody again it, for Dick. Awesome. Right How about you, there. Alex? Yeah, you know, back to weekend warrior status. So kids are... Living in the South, kids are about to start school. So unfortunately, I have to miss AC, which last year was so, I think my expectations were so low for AC because people <laughs> talk a lot of trash about AC. And compared to New Orleans, at least, it was it was clean. It was easy to get around. Yeah. People were friendly. The beach is right there. So I'm, I'm really bummed to miss AC, but but I hope everyone there has a fantastic time and dances in the water and plays in the sand. Uh, but back for Alpine and then back for Dicks. That's the weekends that lined up. So uh, really excited to awesome. finish the tour. Sweet. That's great. So you'll all three be at Dick's without me. It's fine. I'm not, I'm not jealous or anything. <laughs> well, thank, thank you. you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And thank hopefully you. you'll come back again. Sure. Yeah, love okay. it. See you at awesome. the run in AC. Come run. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try. <laughs> All right. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. All right. So we did it. We did it. Did it. That we was have, cool. Yeah, that was cool. And we have another show tonight. Are we doing a pre-show hang tonight? Um, I mean, I haven't time? been told we're not. Yeah. So, um, so I think what time the show? So let's see, six thirty. I think would be our time because yeah. we're seven o'clock uh, show time or whatever time. I think that's right. Sure, yeah, I'll I think that's right. Time. Yeah, so 6.30, we're doing a pre-show hang. Come hang with us. These are fun. They're loose. Um, today might have been loose, too, but uh, tonight will be even looser. About that. Today so join great. us tonight. <laughs> and then we also have a recap tomorrow at 1. So we've got a lot coming from us. Um, thanks for listening and for all the comments. And we'll see you guys soon. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Joe. Osiris. Hey, music fans. We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from NoFX, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.